Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, everybody. This is episode 89. Um, and today's a good day. It's going to be a great day. And it's going to be it's going to be an even greater day once you're done with this and your spirit man is filled and fed. So can I get an amen in the comments? Um, uh, something else I wanted to bring up really quick before we get started was I've been talking to a lot of people, as I do, um, and noticing that past, um, I was kind of communicating that this past month for me has been really intense, uh, warfare-wise, and um, and I keep hearing the same thing from other people. Um, and um, my encouragement to you, if that's one of you, don't give up. If the enemy is pressing in, press harder into the Lord. And that's usually my gauge, um, even when the lies may sound like truth knowing that um, that's not how God talks um, and pressing into him even harder. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of my, my attitude during this season um, and, and, you know, and feeling things lift and seeing other people doing the same and it's been lifting. So um, I just want to encourage you um, that you're not alone in what you're going through and that uh, we're in the trenches with you. And so um, if any of you guys are having a tough time, you know, we're, we're the body and we want to help each other. So I just wanted to, I just felt really like I needed to share that. Um, and also my friend and I were talking last night and we were both going, dude, like if, if, if this has happened to so many people right now, what is Satan trying to discourage us as we enter into like something good is, is on the horizon. Can I get an amen? Like that's, like something really good is on the horizon. I'm like, if Satan is, is attacking this many believers right now, and we were both saying we don't feel like it's repercussions of Roe v. Wade being overturned and then Satan being like, I'm going to make you all miserable because you guys prayed. You know, I, we both didn't feel like that was this is a result of that, that this is actually something that Satan is trying to stop or trying to make us miserable as we enter into. So be expectant, get excited. Like, there's some really, really good things in store. So with that out of the way, uh, I, I just want to, my, my guest doesn't really need an introduction, but I do them because it's customary. But um, for those of you who don't know, she is the founder of Marriage of the Land Ministries. She's also the co-host of Elijah's Dreams. When, when Steve can't make it, uh, she does an amazing job um, stepping in for him. And then she's also the host of Torch Carriers, an awesome show. That is all Kelsey for like a half an hour plus, and it's awesome. So uh, you guys are going to want to tune into that. She can talk a little bit more about that as well. Let's give it up for my guest today, Kelsey O'Malley. Hey, <laughs> I did this yeah. yesterday. Kelsey, I'm so excited uh, to have you back on the show. It's always a treat. Illumination was trying to fill days, and she's like, what about Kelsey? And I said to her, I will always say yes to Kelsey. So oh. yeah, always yeah. we have it on record. I said it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you obviously the last time you're on, you did the four part series of living, living from the spirit. And that was just an amazing, amazing time. So any, anyone, if you haven't watched it yet, go to the playlist tab in YouTube. It's a four part series. You are going to be so like, so stoked in the spirit. Like you're going to get so set on fire, which is kind of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. Kelsey, what is, what is on your heart to share with the, the good people? 
Oh my gosh. So, well, so much God's been really laying on me lately, um, especially about the fire and about intimacy. And he's been quickening the verse out of Revelation that's like, you need to buy gold refined by fire. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And how do I do that? <laughs> so I'm kind of walking in this place with the Lord of, you know, there's, there's so, I think we get really, and people call it lukewarm or just, we get like in this, in this flow with God where it's really easy to become lazy. Yeah. Stagnant. Lazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stagnant. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, we get to this place where we kind of start losing our fire and our passion for God. Mm -hmm. And we're like, Oh, well, that's okay. Because you know, I'm busy and but the Lord doesn't want that for us. He wants us to always be pursuing him and be full of fire, be full of revelation, be full of the word, full of wisdom. God always has more for us. So this message really burning in me because I, like you, you were talking about spiritual warfare when we mm -hmm. first opened this up. And a lot of times when our walls drop and the armor, you know, the armor of God, when it's when we're not like fully wearing that we're not fully using our sword and we're not remembering who we are with the helmet of salvation mm -hmm. we don't have on the our we're not wearing um the breastplate of righteousness it's like it's easy for the spiritual warfare to feel amped up because it's like oh man my armor's like falling off mm -hmm. you know so i think with the spiritual warfare the fire of god scares the enemy oh yeah you know, that the enemy hates the fire so that's why when you get around a lot of people that are fired up for God, they're praying in the spirit. I mean, they're heavenly minded. There's scripture coming out of their mouth. They're using the sword of the spirit. The devil hates that and he's going to run. So warfare right. can get a lot easier when we get our eyes focused on Jesus and our priority becomes him. Our gaze becomes him. And when we focus on him and we gaze on him and you know, we, we study his word. We get in there with him. We say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to love you. I want to mm -hmm. worship you. It's like something about that. It, it's so powerful, especially when you're feeling like beat down a little bit, which we all do. We all feel that way all the time. These are just keys to help you get out of that is by worship. Worship is a huge key to help mm -hmm. get you out of that spiritual funk, yeah. you know, like, oh, why do I feel dry? worship like just laying on your face worship i don't mean like i mean intimate worship guys i mean getting on your knees and singing out to the lord how much you love him from the mm. deepest part of who you are that will break that stuff off of you it's so so powerful so just before we start i just wanted to say that about our priorities and worship and the fire and all that it it breaks that warfare off yeah, your life that's good. Um, That's good. Okay, so let's talk about the fire today, guys. Yeah. You know, God is an all-consuming fire. We know that in the scripture. Jesus has eyes like fire. When John sees him in Revelation, he has eyes of fire. And I, when I saw the eyes of Jesus, they were the most beautiful blue-green eyes I've ever seen. But this is Jesus in his glorified state where John sees him in the book of Revelation. You know, hair like wool, feet like mm -hmm. brass. That's the glory of the lamb. I mean, that's the glory of God. You know, I saw uh, Christ Jesus, how he was a man, you know, his, his eyes are incredibly 
beautiful. And the fire will burn inside of you when you see him. But I'm still waiting to see those eyes of fire because mm. you're going to, man, forget it. If you think you're going to stand before him with those eyes of fire, like, oh my gosh, I can't even, I can't just even melt. imagine. You melt oh into my a gosh, your, yeah. heart is just, your heart's going to melt because yeah. he, he is love. And so, you know, we, we know that the, the fire always fell on the sacrifice in the Old Testament that God would come and he would bear witness and burn up the sacrifice with his fire. Mm -hmm. We know that fire refines gold. And Jesus was full of the fire. He had a fiery zeal. Even um, in John, we read about where Jesus is going to Capernaum and they're selling oxens and doves for all these crazy prices in the temple. And Jesus comes in and he's like, oh, I don't think so. And he makes a whip and he goes in and the Bible says um, in John 2.17, um, it, it talks about that. That's when his disciples remembered the scripture. I am consumed with a fiery passion to keep your house pure. And that's the from the Old Testament. That's Psalm 69.9. Jesus, the disciples remember that scripture. I am consumed with a fiery passion to keep your house pure. So Jesus had a fiery passion to keep the house of God pure. And that's this, when the fire comes on you, there is a passion to keep your temple pure, oh, yeah. to keep your life pure. It starts dealing with all the dross and all the, the things will rise to the surface. And we want to cry out for the fire. You know, we want to, we want God to purify us and refine us and discipline us and transform us. We want that. We don't want to be stagnant and say, oh, well, you know what? I got born again and I got saved and that's all I need. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Oh, There's so much more than that. And, and oh, yeah. when we spend time with God. I'm going to tell you one thing. The more you spend time with Jesus the more you find that you become like him. And when you become like him, there's things about you that change. And, and one of them is you become, and you can call it zealous, you can call it passion, you can call it fire, but there's a fire that gets in you to see his kingdom come. And, and you have a, a righteous indignation, I like to say, about keeping God's house pure and living according to the word. And, and we need that fire to come and purify us. And it's different than, you know, John talks about, uh, John the Baptist talks about, there's one coming after me that will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. And the Holy Spirit, when that baptism comes on us, you know, we receive power from on high. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The fire isn't for power. It's not the miracle working power. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will receive power. The fire comes to burn away all the worldly stuff that's been in your soul, that's been put on you. And God wants to get you out of the world and into the spirit. In fact, the Bible says that if you're living for the world, you're an, an enemy with God if you live for the world. And so people like to make it seem like it's not that big a deal. You know, Kelsey, you're, you're a little too much for me. You know, you're, you're too much. When this is God in me, I can't help it. When, when I start, when I start talking about the purity of Jesus and his bride, 
you know, he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. He's not coming back for a wrinkled up one foot in the world, one foot in the spirit. Maybe I love him, but I also love the world. Hey, like, <laughs> he's not coming back for a bride that's double minded. Yeah, it's I'm sorry. You can't and, and prove me wrong in the scriptures. You won't be able to because he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride who yeah. is doing the righteous deeds of the saints. And we need to understand who Jesus is. And, and we, we can't be double minded and it, not especially in the time we're in now. If, if you'll let God come in right now and I'm going to read out of the scripture in Revelation, but he's knocking on the door right now, guys. He is knocking on the door of your heart. And if you let him in, boy, everything is going to change because God is coming like a fire mm -hmm. and he's refining his church. He's separating his church. He's setting people on fire time and time again. I'm getting testimonies from people who since COVID have wrote to me and said, God has done something crazy in my life. Like he's accelerated me. He set me on fire. He filled me with his Holy Ghost. He taught like the Holy Ghost is teaching me. I, I, I've prophesied. I've seen someone healed. Like wow. God is doing something amazing. And I know mm -hmm. some of you in the chat are like, oh, that's me. Well, yeah, because God's doing something. We don't want to miss it. We want to partner with what God's doing. Yeah. And so, you know, God's been speaking to me about, um, I'm just going to read out of Revelation. You guys have your Bible. Turn to uh, Revelation 3. I'm going to, you know, this is, this is Christ's church to Laodicea. So this is his, his letter. He wrote to seven churches. This is the last of the seven churches. It's called Laodicea. And Laodicea means self-righteousness. Okay, so self-righteousness, that's the church he's writing to, which is, is you know, just saying self-righteousness is very common nowadays. I think, you know, yeah. we get all through that. <laughs> okay, so I'm starting at verse 15. I know, this is Jesus speaking. I know all that you do. And I know that you're neither frozen in apathy nor fervent with passion. How I wish you were either one or the other. But because you're neither cold nor hot, but lukewarm, I'm about to spit you from my mouth. For you claim I'm rich and getting richer. I don't need a thing. Yet you're clueless that you're miserable, poor, blind, barren, and naked. So I counsel you to purchase gold, perfected, by fire so you can truly be rich purchase a white garment to cover and clothe your shameful adam nakedness purchase eye salves to be placed over your eyes so you can truly see all those i dearly love i unmask and train so repent and be eager to pursue what's right behold i'm standing at the door knocking if your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within i'll come to you and feast with you and you will feast with me. So we're seeing this self-righteous church he's writing to. They're, they're not hot and they're not cold. They're lukewarm. And Jesus says, I'm going to spit you from my mouth. And the love of Jesus, you guys, is so overwhelming and all-consuming that it will overtake you. And the peace of God, the rest of his, he is love. But this is also Jesus too. So don't get confused. He is a lion and a lamb. Mm -hmm. And he is not going to, he speaks like this to this church because he loves them. And he knows 
hey, if you continue on in your self-righteous ways and you're saying, I'm rich, I don't need a thing. Well, if you're saying that, that means you definitely don't need Christ anymore because you have all things. Why do you need Christ? Hmm. You have everything. You're rich and getting richer. Uh, you think you're clothed, but you're naked. You think you can see, but you're, you're blind. You know, he, he would say to the disciples all the time, you have eyes, but you don't see. You have ears, but you don't hear because he's talking in the spiritual realm. Jesus is talking here about in the spirit. You're naked in the spirit. You know, you're blind in the spirit. You're barren. You're not giving birth to anything. You're lukewarm. You're stagnant. You think you're rich, but in the spirit, you're poor because we know that the servant of all is called the highest in the kingdom. But when you're the rich man, you're not serving anybody. You're being served. So there's so many nuggets, you guys, in this. And I'm going to break this down for a little bit. Jeff, if you have any questions, stop me. Because yeah. I'm going to start teaching on it. Yeah, so no, I want you to teach. Yeah, okay. go for it. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, this is the first thing, guys. You claim I'm rich and getting richer. I don't need a thing. Yet you're clueless that you're miserable, poor, blind, barren and naked. This is Jesus speaking to the church. He's not speaking to the world. He's speaking to the church. And so that's a wake up call to us because if he can speak to that church like that, he can speak. He has a right to speak to us like that. And so it's a time to look at our own lives and reflect on where we are with Jesus. It's so important that you take a note of how you're walking with Jesus all the time. Don't let your life slip by and, and not repent. And don't let your life slip by and not give an account. Because one day you'll fully give an account and you'll stand before the Lord. So you want to make sure you're, you're holding yourself accountable now. You, you don't want to stand there the day he comes back in all of his glory and then, and then go, oh, no, I, I, I was living wrong. And I wasn't. you guys don't want to get to that place. You want to always be accountable at how you're living for God. So Jesus yeah. said, I counsel you to purchase gold perfected by fire. So he says, purchase gold. That means it's going to cost you something. If you have to purchase it, it's going to cost you something. And living like this, where you are humble, you're submitted to God, you're, you're living a repentive lifestyle, you're out of the world, you're separate from the world. Guys, it's going to cost you something. I'd be a liar if I told you that it's not gonna cost you anything and it's the easiest thing I've ever done. And it didn't cost me relationships and it didn't cost me family for a season that God has restored because God is wonderful and he's the restorer of families. But there are seasons that where you decide to go full after God and God places his fire on you, it's gonna dis, you're gonna walk in and disrupt a room. You're gonna walk in, you may disrupt your Bible study because now you're prophesying and, and they're not used to that. And now you're on fire and you're living a holy life. And you're saying, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to watch that anymore. You're going to ruffle some feathers. So mm -hmm. trust me, it's going to cost you. And then he says, um, purchase a white garment again, purchase. It's going to cost you to have that white garment to cover your shameful Adam nakedness, your Adam nakedness, your old man nature. God wants to cover that with his robe of righteousness. He wants to cover you with his glory. He wants to cover you with his anointing. Your old life, your old nakedness is from your old man nature. That keeps you naked. And you remember the story about all the um, 
the the wedding feast where the man invited all the people to come off the streets. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's in Matthew. And so they give them, the Bible says that he gave them all robes to wear for the wedding. But one man refused to change clothes. He refused to put on the robe that was provided for him. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. And I think we do that a lot. God gives us his word. What does his word do? It washes us. It sanctifies us. Lord, sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. It washes us clean. And if we refuse to receive it, if we refuse to put it on, then we're going to be naked. And so it's going to cost. You're going to have to study the word. Guys, you're going to have to let it touch your heart. Don't just read it here. Let it read your heart and let it change you so that you can be clothed with the glory, clothed with the anointing so that Jesus can cover you from that shame, from that guilt. How many people have you met that are that love the Lord, born again, but all they talk about is, well, you know, I'm not good enough. I, oh, I'm yeah. not all the time you know who you are yeah i'm not good enough. i'm not doing enough i'm not yep. this you're constantly you're slamming yourself you feel yeah. super guilty all the time god wants to cover you that's, that's right that's your old man yep. don't be naked anymore let god cover you with himself let the word renew your mind because when the word renews your mind you'll see that you're a son and a daughter mm -hmm. you won't think of yourself like that anymore you won't look back at your past and say man, I can't believe I did that. You know, that's, if you've repented any sin that you've repented of, if you did a sin five minutes ago, if you sinned five minutes ago, you repent right now and you mean it with your heart. It is washed under the blood. The Bible says the blood of Jesus continually cleanses us from sins, mm -hmm. which means that he casts it as far as the East is from the West to remember it no more. So he doesn't remember your sin. God Almighty, Jesus Christ, does not remember your sin, but you're sitting there dwelling on it, saying what a horrible person you are. Mm -hmm. that, that is nakedness. Don't yep. be naked. Let him clothe you with his love and his forgiveness, mm -hmm. his blood. Okay, the next thing, purchase eye salve to be placed over your eyes so you can truly see. And that is my prayer. I was praying before I came on here, and I'm going to pray even over us right now. God, let us truly see. Let us truly see you. Let us truly see God. Lord, don't let our eyes have scales. Lord, let us have the eye salve. Let us look to you, Jesus. Put the eye salve on our eyes so that we can see how you see God. Because when we see how you see, everything changes. We're not looking just at today, God. We're looking at eternity. We're looking to you. Lord, what's on your heart? What's important to you, God? When we start getting your eyesight, clear eyesight, we see the way you want us to see God. So my prayer is, Lord, that you would put eye salve on their eyes so that they can truly see in Jesus' mighty name. You know, one time I had a dream, and in the dream I had this angel come, and it was a big, bright angel. And every time I'd go to look, that it would move and shift. And, and so I ended up going to, to the bathroom and there was a mirror in the bathroom and I had like this gold film all over my eyes. And I remember having to peel it off my eyes. And when I woke up, the Lord quickened this verse to me 
about eye salve. You need the eye, the, the, and it's like, I don't know if it's gold eye salve, who knows, but I it's just, heaven, so probably, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I just knew that I needed the eyes of the Lord to look through me, mm -hmm. that my natural eyes could never help me spiritually because my heart is wicked above all things. I, I can't live based off my natural eyesight because I'll see, I'll, I'll be always eating from the tree of good and evil. And God doesn't want me to eat from that. He wants me to eat from the tree of life. So the tree of good and evil is I see someone do something. I make a judgment and say that's good or evil because my natural eyes are seeing that. But if I'm seeing with the eyes of the spirit, I'm not going to judge like that. Because I'm going to see them how God sees them. Yeah. And usually I like to say this, you, you're going to know if you're a prophetic person. And this is how you tell. Not, not always if you're telling future events of earthquakes and it's a 6.8 in Japan tomorrow. And that's not always the sign. I believe the sign of a, of a true prophet is someone who looks at someone else, not even knowing them from Adam and seeing who God created them to be. Calling the best out of them, calling who God created them to be. We need eye salve to see like that because with our natural eyes, you, you'll never be able to see the gifts that God has placed in people because our natural eyes are so deceptive and they deceive us all the time because we're saying either that's good or bad. You know, there's no in between, but with spiritual eyesight, you come up higher. Your eyes are clearer. You have heaven's view. I mean, guys, it's so, this eye self thing is so powerful um, spiritually. I mean, I would cry out, you know, I would, I would start making that my prayer. Lord, let me have eye self so I can truly see. Start to, start to pray that each day and see what, see how God unlocks your spiritual sight. Because I'm telling you, something will change in your life. He said, all those I dearly love, I unmask and train, which I love that. This is out of the passion translation. I unmask. I just thought, you know, that's, that's funny for now, you know, the yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. Know, yeah, God, God will train us, you know, he will train us through his word and, and the Holy spirit is our teacher. And so when we decide to live a costly life, and we lay it all down. Let me tell you, you're going to be trained by the hand of the Lord. You will be trained by God. If you live a costly lifestyle where you are saying, God, I, I don't want to be naked. I, I want to be serving you. Humble yourself. Seek God. He himself will train you. He's not, he's not going to leave you as orphans. Mm -hmm. He will start to teach you out of his word and train you out of his word. And, and God, God will do this time and time again. And like, oh, absolutely. Because how many times have you been reading the scripture and then God will connect two scriptures together that no one's ever connected. No one's ever told you about that. No one's ever gave you that revelation, but you got it yourself. That's because God's training you. He's teaching you. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. But if we're not in the word, it's going to be really hard to get revelation. You know, it's, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost your time. It's going to cost, it's, it's a costly thing, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And so, you know, I want to talk about, I counsel you to purchase gold refined by fire because I was saying to the Lord, okay, Lord, gold refined by fire. What does that mean? What, what is that? 
because you're telling me to purchase something. I want to know what, what gold is representing, what that is representing. So he brought me to first Peter one seven. And so first Peter one seven, I'm going to read, I'll start at one five. First Peter one five says through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy, even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes, for even gold is refined by fire. So the Lord was saying to me, gold is your faith. Your faith is refined in the fire. Your faith comes when the fire comes on your life. When persecution comes, do you have faith? Jesus Christ himself said, when the son of man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Will you be refined in the fire? Will you have the faith? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Guys, every single gift of the spirit all works by faith. Salvation works by faith. Prophecy works by faith. Um, working of miracles works by faith. Everything works by faith. And so the Lord is saying right here, there's you, you've been experiencing grief through many trials, but it's perfecting the gold in you by fire. So there's so many times that we have something hard going on in our life. And we go, God, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> and, and he's like, I have your, your gold over the fire right now. Mm. You're over my fire right now. And I'm refining you. And we want that because Jesus says we're supposed to purchase gold refined by fire. Once again, it's going to cost you. We go through things in life. And it's, it, it's so important if you catch this revelation, your whole perspective will change about trials. Your mm -hmm. whole perspective will change. Because when you start to see what God's doing in your life through that trial, not that he gave it to you. God's not sitting anytime. The Bible says whenever you're going through temptation, it's never God. God will never tempt you. There's trials that we go through in our life that most of the time it's usually our fault because we made a bad decision. Or maybe it's a family member who's, you know, for some reason making bad choices and we get involved. So sometimes it is the enemy. But God is using those to refine us mm. so that we will come out as gold. And when I was baptized in the fire of God, it was years ago, maybe three, four years ago. And I remember that when I was baptized in fire, it was a season in my life, which I still want to live in that season, to be honest, but I'm more busy now than I was. But I mean, it was just like full blown love affair with the Lord. Like I'm telling you, like I closed my eyes and got on my face. And I mean, my heart was just wrenching mm. for his love. Like I could feel him with every fiber of my being and would just pour out every piece of my heart to him. And like mm. everything was laid down. Every single thing was laid down. I don't care what it was. I was giving it to him. I mean, it was like this. My heart was so yearning for him. It's hard to even describe in the natural because I didn't even I love my husband with all my heart, but I don't even remember ever 
yearning for someone like that, even in the natural. It mm. was just like, I had to be with him. I had to love him. I had to worship him. I, mm. I had to know his word. I had to see him in his word. And it's just this intense season of laying everything down. And now that I, you know, now that I know the word more, it's like fire always falls on the sacrifice. And fire came and fell. And I didn't know it was coming. It's not, that's not why I was doing it. I was doing it because I had a longing too deep for words. It's that deep calls to deep. It's the groaning of wanting to, to be with the Lord. And the fire came and fell on that sacrifice. And after it did, I mean, it's like things changed in my life. Things that I had, I dealed with a lot of anger um, before and after the fire fell, like that was just totally gone. And it's wow. not because I'm special. It's not, I, I'm telling you, I didn't do it. It was the Lord that he mm -hmm. came and he saw that like, she, she wants, she's serious. Like I, I wasn't playing games with God and I'm still not playing games with God. I don't ever want to play with Jesus's heart. He means too much to me. And I walked away for far too long and I gave everything when I was serving the devil. I mean, I, I gave him all of my life. I did. I mean, I was full blown living in sin. I was serving him and myself, but really I was serving him because the Bible says, pick today whom you're going to serve either mm -hmm. God or the enemy. Yep. So when you're serving ourselves, we're serving the enemy. So I was serving myself and it's like, I went full blown out for that. Had no problem partying until 5 a.m. Get, you know, but then we come to God and we're like, oh, eight o'clock. And I read my Bible for 15 minutes. It's like, we need that passion yeah. and we need the, the, the heart longings for Jesus. We need to get to a place where we turn everything off. We get on our face and we seek him again with, with all of who we are, because we don't want to be spit from the Lord's mouth. And I'm telling you, you'll say, oh, well, that's not the character of Jesus. He wrote that, to, that letter to the church. He, he himself wrote that. So obviously there is potentially we can be lukewarm unless he wouldn't have said that yeah. we can be cold. We can be hot. We can be lukewarm. But when your when your heart catches this passion, the fire is going to fall on you because of your heart seeking after Jesus. And I remember mm -hmm. even with the gifts and everything else, like with seeing, I remember even with seeing before I knew I could see, like, I'd always be like, oh, I want to see, I want to, I want to uh, see angels and you know, that was my heart. Like, I want to totally see good. angels and all this stuff. And so I remember when it broke open for me, guys, and it was like I was at a meeting and there was playing just piano music. And I remember no one else went up to the front. Like it was a room full of people. I didn't care though. I went up to the front and I just laid on my face and I just loved Jesus. I imagined just like laying before him and just loving him and I remember washing his hair with my feet and just, and everything opened up after that for me because I was pursuing one thing mm -hmm. and that was him. I wasn't pursuing seeing at that point. I wasn't pursuing any giftings or any, it was just him. And that is the answer to everything that we need. If you need faith, if you, whatever you need, it is found in pursuing the king. It is found in pursuing Jesus. If you're hungry for the fire of God, it's going to be, it's going to fall on you when you're pursuing the King. It's not going to fall on you because you're saying, I need the fire because 
Kelsey has it. I mean, it's, it doesn't work that way. It, it comes, it comes on a sacrificial heart and, um, it'll change everything about you. I know you, I know you want to talk about the fire, Jeff, cause you've experienced. Yeah. Well, actually one thing that I, I, I just, I don't know, I keep going back to this and it's, it, we kind of talked about it. I don't know, 10 minutes ago or something like that, but I just, I really feel like there's some people who are really, really struggling with like, I'm doing everything right, but I just don't feel anything I'm doing. I'm doing, doing, I, you know, I've, I've done all these things in my own mm -hmm. ability to, to do exactly what God says. And yet there's this immense fear that they're not saved, that they're not. Wow. And I just, I really feel, I really feel, um, that strongly. Um, and maybe part of it is I, I had a conversation with a, a relative over the weekend uh, and she was, she was telling me about a friend of hers. So I think maybe that's part of it, but I, I just, I really feel like there's some people um, who are just, um, they need to get out of their head. Um, yeah. And it, I'm it's looking not, up a scripture. Yeah. It's not up to, it's not up to them. Um, it's, it's that surrender to Jesus. Like you were talking about earlier, like when we, when we, man, when you spend time with Jesus, like, and you behold him, like, you don't want, you don't want to just pursue him when times are bad. You don't want to just pursue him when like, you just want to be with him all the time. And yeah. to where he's just there. And when he's just there, like, I, I remember longing for those times where I'd be like, I just want to, I want to pursue him. I want to hear his call because he just wants to spend time with me. Not because, oh, I sinned or, oh, I'm feeling sad or, oh, I'm, I'm going through this tough time. We need to see some money come in or, or whatever, but just being in his presence in a constant place to when God, I hear him call me in to just spend time with him. Yes. I can be in oh. that place. Um, and that mm -hmm. was in me getting out of my head. Um, and, and like you read, you said that scripture without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yes. Like, that's all you need. It's not like, oh, I need to create this huge checklist of things I got to do. And I got to read my Bible for 15 minutes. No, I got to read it for 20 minutes. Cause if I read it for 15, everybody else does that. I got to make sure like God knows I'm serious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says it's his faithfulness, not ours, you know? So when we get born again and we believe in him, we have faith in Jesus, that he's the son of God, that he died, rose again. Our, our faith, our trust is in that. And our faithfulness is always going to waver because we're not the Lord. We're imperfect people who live in a fallen world. So one day we can feel saved. The next day we don't feel saved at all. But it's not about feeling. Faith is not about feeling. Faith is a decision you make in your heart to believe. It's a mm. trust. And his faithfulness never changes. So he's always faithful. So even if our faith wavers, that doesn't matter to the Lord because his faithfulness never wavers over us. So whenever you feel like, oh man, I don't know, I'm just not sure. Remember that his faithfulness is trumping yours. Mm -hmm. So he's forever the faithful one. 
So it takes the pressure off of you because it's just believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. And, and everything else works that way too, by faith. You know, it's, there's times you're going to have to step out when you walking with God and you're going to have to do some uncomfortable things. Mm -hmm. And as far as seeking God in a deeper way, the main reason why we don't do it is because there's so many distractions in, in our lives. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And it's as simple as telling yourself, I'm turning everything off and I'm just loving him. And there's, I mean, the day and age we live in, it is, it, it's hard to just disconnect from the world and connect with the Lord because there's a million things happening all the time, mm -hmm. but we need to do that. We need to reconnect our hearts with Jesus. And I always like to tell people, I started out just with the prayer. I love you, Jesus, just over and over again until my heart really meant it. Like, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And I just would say it until I was wrecked, like until I really was like, I, I mean, I love him with every fiber of who I am. He gave his life for me. He gave everything for me. He hung on a cross. He bore all my sicknesses. He bore all my disease. He made a way so I wouldn't have to suffer. Even though I'm guilty, I deserve to die and be in hell. But he made a way. He gave his own life so I don't have to suffer in hell for eternity, but I can forever live with him. I can forever be one with him. He made a way that I can be right with God again and not feel guilty. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done so much for us. He's, he's done everything. God has given his only son. He didn't, I mean, think about that is, a, you know, giving your only son because he was the pure and spotless lamb for a, a world. Not only did Jesus come for the people that are Christians, Jesus came for the world. Every, the most evil person in the world, you know, Jesus died for them too. Think about Hitler. I mean, Jesus gave his life for him, mm -hmm. but he rejected, he didn't want it. He rejected the Lord. And now he lives with the consequence of his, his own choice. But Jesus saw, I mean, the father turned away from him because all the sin was placed upon Christ. Every sin, the most evil wicked, vile, disgusting thing was placed on the beautiful lamb of God who never did anything. He took that all for you. How can you not love him? I mean, the selflessness of Jesus is incredible. It makes you want to just give your life to be, I mean, it, it makes you realize all Jesus did, and we're supposed to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And that comes with self-sacrificing and laying your life down and surrendering your heart. And guys, having a broken heart before the Lord is keeping you in check with him. Let me just say that too. If it's been a while since you've been with God and you've wept in the presence of Jesus, you better get back in your closet and get on your face and start to weep before him again. Because you might have built up a wall that needs to be broken down because we're supposed to be humble before him, broken before him. His beauty should make you weep. 
when he walks in the room, I mean, I've had times where I've been at meetings where when Jesus has walked in the room, people, I mean, the cries from the hearts of people, if I, I wish I had the tape to play because it's just, it's the deepest cry, like, ah, oh man, it's when the Lord comes in, you lose it because it's, it's beauty itself. It's Jesus Christ. It's, it's the son of God. It's our great shepherd. I mean, it's, it wrecks your heart. And I think this world makes us hard and this, the, the, relationships we have you know it's not easy to live in this world people are mean rude offensive opinionated they'll backstab you they'll hurt you they'll gossip about you they'll turn on you your own family will turn on you the closest people you thought had your back they'll betray you they'll hurt you they'll talk bad about you bad things happen in life but there's one thing that doesn't change and that's the love of jesus and he sticks closer than a brother and when all those other people you know we forgive them even if if stephen can be stoned to death and look up to heaven and see jesus and he sees jesus and this is what he says father forgive them they don't know what they're doing how could he do that because his eyes were gazing on on the most selfless lamb of god and when you gaze on jesus you become like him and so stephen could say the very same words that jesus said lord forgive them they don't know what they're doing because when you fix your eyes on jesus the hard things that come at your life that's your response lord forgive them they don't know and let me tell you guys when people are hurting you and backstabbing you and betraying you they don't know what they're doing they don't know they haven't had the revelation of love love bears in all things love is patient love is kind love is gentle they haven't had that revelation in their hearts yet but when you have the revelation of jesus that's when you can say father forgive them they don't know what they're doing but if we don't have our eyes on him where we're intimate with him it's going to be really hard because things are going to always come at us in life and if we don't have that gaze that love locked gaze with the lord it's easy for us to become uh, build up walls. I always say it's walls that we build up that the Lord wants to tear down. And, and I liken it unto that, like this wall you start to build and a wall gets built one brick at a time, guys. A wall's not just like, oh, here it's already made. One brick at a time, that wall gets built. And if you don't knock down that first brick by keeping your eyes on Jesus, your wall's gonna be built and built and built mm-hmm. and built. And then it's going to have to take a sledgehammer to break through that wall. And you don't want to wait for the sledgehammer because that's going to cause a lot of debris, a lot of damage, a lot of Mm -hmm. smoke, as opposed to just repenting and breaking that one brick. And that's what the Lord has for us. So I just encourage you for the fire and for the passion and for it's a lovesick relationship where this comes from. You know, yeah. it, it's just keeping our eyes and, and our love focused on the Lord. And I want to say this, too, because I've 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 seen this a lot. And my heart is to just always remind people that it's going to cost you. And so for ministers listening to me right now, and we're all ministers in, in a certain way, shape or form, if you have a Bible study or you're, you're doing anything like that for the Lord, and, and people are coming over, start to seek God for those people and start to lay down your life 
for God to flow through you, for the Holy Spirit to come upon you to use you. Start pressing into God and don't just assume, oh, well, you know, I have the Holy Spirit. So at any moment, you know, there's times where God wants you to press in and God wants you to seek him and spend time with him. And I remember being part of a prayer, a prayer team and the Lord would lay in on my heart, guys, just to go like an hour before and just cry out to him and seek him that he would show up and manifest and people be touched and, you know, things would change. I just wanted the Lord so badly, like Lord show up and my heart would just be breaking. And I'd just be on the floor crying and like, you know, people would be setting up the stage, you know what I'm saying? Like looking just down, there. Like, what yeah. is wrong with that girl? But yeah. it was just the Lord, you know, it was the Lord pressing on me. And I remember just this, this deep, like, God, you have to come. And it's like this hunger and this desire, like, God, you have to come. You have to show up in my life. You have to touch these people. God, manifest yourself. Show them you're real. Like, you just, you start to get this desire. And, and you, can, you can establish this with the Lord. This isn't just for one, oh, a special person. This is for anyone. But you have to be willing. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your time. It's going to, you're going to look like an idiot sitting on the floor crying or doing whatever. You're not going to look normal, but this is how God will start to flow through you and move through you. And the anointing will come on you. A lot of people want to experience the anointing. The anointing is the Holy Spirit coming upon you for service. The, the anointing falls when we are self-surrendering, giving everything to the Lord, saying, Lord, use my hands, use my feet, use my mouth. And it's a it's this lost thing, I think, that we've we've gotten around. Like, well, I don't I don't have to go early and pray. And no, go early and pray and see what happens. See what happens. Stay up an extra hour and see what happens. Like start to meet with God and see what happens. And, and for those people that, you know, I've been doing all the right things. And, and this is my advice to you is let go of all the things. Just get alone with God, put on maybe praise and worship and just tell him how much you love him. Mm, that's and that's all I want you to do. Just tell him what he means to you. Thank him for all he's done in your life. Get a heart of gratitude. You'll start feeling so connected to the Lord. I guarantee he'll break your heart in the best way because his beauty is going to wreck you and all he's done for your life and your family. And it's just, there's no one like the Lord. There's no one like the Lord. And, um, you know, we need his fire. We need his all consuming fire. Mm -hmm. We need his presence, you know, yeah. without him, John 15, five says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you're disconnected from me, you can do nothing. I mean, if, if we're not connected to the vine, we can do nothing. And without him, not, nothing can happen because it's all by him, through him, in him. You know, the, the Bible talks about all the gifts of the spirit, the nine gifts of the spirit. It says the Holy Spirit gives as he wills. So the Holy Spirit will distribute as he wills. It's, it's everything flows from them. We're just the vessel. We're the, the small vessel that God decides he doesn't have to use us, but he does because he's an amazing father and he mm -hmm. wants us to be one with him. He doesn't have to use us, but he does because he's incredible and he's amazing. And we're just, we want to be an emptied vessel that he can fill. We don't want to be full of ourselves or full of our works because then there's not much he can pour in because right. you're already full. 
So remember being broken and, and being emptied out of yourself. And I love how Paul had all his achievements and he's like, they're like dung to me. They mean nothing to me. Like he was like the top studied under like uh, the best rabbi. Yeah, he, was, he, he knew his stuff. Smart dude. But yet he said, that means nothing to me to, to, you know, it, it, it means nothing to him. And then we even think about the disciples, like they, they were not very smart, but people say they had like a third grade education, the fishermen, you know, it's, and it's like Peter and John and Andrew, it's like, they weren't smart men, but God used them in a powerful way. Well, the, to that, when they're uh, before some Sanhedrin or something, and they're spitting out scripts, they're spitting out scripture. And these yeah. guys are like, whoa, these guys are uneducated. Like they yeah. even say it. They're like, these guys are uneducated, but they're talking like educated people. And I was thinking about what you were talking, that 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 point of, of denial, you know how it says it costs us something. And that that point of denying yourself and and allowing that to be burned up. I talk a lot on the show about how like that that process is actually how you find out because God will show you who you are, right? He'll show you bits of your identity or things that he made unique about you. But then there's this fleshly desire that goes, well, I'm going to just go extra. I'm going to be extra. And I'm going to like really show people that it's a part of who I am. But what I've found is like, man, when you surrender all of it, those things become so much better than you could have ever imagined. And then you yes. can't, it makes you, it glorifies God more because you know, you can't take the credit for it because when you tried to do it, it was like the worst. Um, yes. And so, yeah. So like to, to talk about the, the disciples, you know, a lot of them having third grade education, but all of a sudden they're like, people are like, Whoa, like these guys, these guys know their stuff and they're, they're, they're like bumpkins. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i mean really like you know so. i love i yeah i think that's in acts three or four and i love how it says um they could tell that they've been with jesus yeah so it was like because they had followed jesus so closely and been with him so intimately for for three years they followed him and they learned from him and they studied him they listened to his word they asked him questions they kept they were always had their eyes on him everywhere he went they went and especially even um you know john and and peter and james he would kind of bring them even closer yeah. and it was like because of that these unlearned no non-educated in the torah and in the scrolls they didn't know, but yet they had been with the Lord. So they were saying, oh man, they've been with Jesus. And because the Holy Spirit was now indwelling them. And yep. the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance everything that I've taught you. And so that's what he did. He was empowering them. But it's the same for us. Like when we're disciples of Jesus, we follow him just like they did. We follow him so closely. We hear everything he said. We know his character. We want to be like him. We want to be like the teacher, like the rabbi, like our Messiah. You know, we want to study him. And the Bible even says study to show yourself approved. And it's just this, it's such an intimate walk. Yeah. And, and I want people to understand just the intimacy of the walk is, I mean, it will change every, I mean, it'll change your whole life. And 
I mean, you'll just, you'll, you'll turn into a different person. Honestly, you just will your heart. You know, the Bible even says he'll replace your stony heart for a heart of flesh. He, so he does that. My husband, I remember when he got filled with the Holy spirit, he would cry at like, someone could say like, and Jesus said, my husband would be like bawling, crying oh, in church. Oh. And it's because the Holy Spirit had come on him and yeah. made his heart of heart of flesh. And that. he was sensitive when he, when anyone would talk about Jesus, he couldn't help it. He would just weep. Mm. And he still gets that way sometimes. But initially it was like, man, he cried over everything because it just, his heart had been exchanged. Something happened to him. And when you encounter Jesus and when you encounter the Holy Spirit, re really, you really encounter them, not just by, by word, but you encounter them, something changes in you. And we all can have that testimony that, I mean, think about when you first got born again, like how much you love Jesus. Think about that. Like when you said yes to Jesus, how much you loved Jesus, how much you thought about Jesus how you wanted to read the word, how you wanted to know him. Yeah, like think about that first love and say, Lord, ignite my heart again. Let that be your prayer. Lord, ignite my heart again to love you like I did when I first come to know you. Lord, give me a desire for more of you. Start, start praying that way. God is going to give you that. He hears your prayers. He'll help you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. And just even listening to stuff like this, I, I'm sure your hearts are burning right now, even when we talk like this, because mm -hmm. it when we talk like this, the Holy Spirit is stirring your heart again for that. And right now you're hungering for Jesus. Your, your heart right now is actually longing for Jesus just because we're talking like this, because it, it does. It sparks something in you yeah. uh, for more of him. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about the the burning ones being torch carriers. Kelsey. Oh, yes. I love the burning ones. Okay, I'm just going to read from what I wrote. So, um, you know, the burning ones that are in this in this time, and I, I like the torch carrier because I've seen, you know, the Lord handing out torches with these flames of fire. And God's really mm -hmm. given me a lot of revelation, even on the pillar of fire, how it comes at night when it's dark. And it's the fire of God that leads them and guides them through. And when it's hard, when it's nighttime, you know, nighttime's not easy to see. Uh, the, an the wild animals are out against you, but yet the pillar of fire keeps them away. So it it's such a message to our generation. But, you know, we're torch carriers who will push back against political correctness and division in the church. You know, we've become so fixed on eternity that the war and the fight is spiritual and not carnal. We have great faith and no compromise. And the enemy's trying everything he can to stop this by religion, head knowledge, and division of different groups of dividing and saying, no, well, only they're right or only this is right. And it's such a fleshly thing to just, you know, once again, we need the eye self. Because if we have the eye self, we see God in all our brothers and sisters. And we see that we're all different and we all have a, a special and unique thing about us. That's one of my favorite things of hosting is with different people is that I get to see a side of Jesus in them. That's yeah. so beautiful. That is really my favorite part of hosting is I get to see that side of Jesus in them, that side of the father in them. 
that part of the Holy Ghost in them. And when we start seeing our brothers and sisters like that, everything changes. Even in Ephesians, it talks about the glorious inheritance that's within the saints. There's a spiritual inheritance within each of us. And there's gems inside of each of us that we want to pull out from each other. We always want to see the Lord in each person we meet. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. So the devil knows what's coming. So it's I, I, I saw the picture of the enemy on one side of a hill and all the torch carriers on the other side of the hill. And it's nighttime. And because we're all carrying our torches, we're coming up the hill. He sees the glow of the fire. He knows that we're coming. He, he knows that something has shifted and changed. And these people are getting radical. Like he has lulled the church asleep and kept them asleep for a long time. But people are, they're waking up. They're, the torches are being lit by the spirit of God. And they're coming together in unity. It can't be one person by themselves going, oh, I'm going to fight this army. It's not going to work. It has to be together in unity with the torches. God's awakening the body and we're coming up that hill. And I saw us coming up the hill. So we're not yet at the top. But I think that's why there's such a pushback. That's why we're seeing so many crazy things happen. Even within the body, we're seeing all these things and going, I mean, we're asking ourselves, why is this happening? Because he sees the glow of the torches. He knows that there's there's a unified body coming and they're full of the fire of God. They're not going to compromise. They don't care about political correctness. They're going to speak what the word says. They're going to stand up for truth. They're going to be laid down lovers. And that scares him to death to see people like that because he can't fight that because it's the spirit of God. And we know we have the victory. And the Bible says we trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So God's given us authority, which trumps power. So we have all authority to trample on them. And he knows that. He knows the Bible. But do we? Do we believe it? See, he's banking that we won't believe it. He's banking that, oh, no, they're not going to unify. They're going to fight with each other so they can't make it up the hill. But we're not. We're going to be unified and we're each going to have a place um, to play. We each have a role to play in the next move of God. It's going to you're going to see a lot of um, just no name, no face people laid down lovers of God who've been full of the fire, full of the Lord. You're going to see them do great exploits and it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, where these people come from? And it's like they were forged in the fire. They were Mm -hmm. the gold that was being refined through these trials and these tests. And their faith has grown and grown and grown. And it starts the size of a mustard seed, but it grows and it grows and it grows. And then it's this huge tree where people can come and even rest in, in your faith. And then they can grow. So it's incredible all God's doing. So be be encouraged because I'm telling you, it's it's the unity that we're going to see is really going to bless us because we build each other up and we pour into each other. We need each other, you know, can't do it by ourselves. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes to that. Well, I'm I'm honestly I'm uh, I'm reminded of a song that actually the Lord spoke to me while I was praying about Elijah fire when it was starting. And it literally is 
like the lyrics of the song are, I see an old breed of prophet arising, speaking his voices from another age, set ablaze with the flame of the spirit of God and sent from before the throne. Wow. Um, and, and then it says, we are the burning ones and we will not be contained. Uh, Vicky, for today, I had the lead singer, Matt, Maddie Montgomery, on this show at, at one point of the, that band, Christian metal band. But um, so I always... Uh, that's just been a, those lyrics and that idea has always been on the forefront of my mind the entire time we've done this. And so um, we're, st- we're seeing that. Um, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we, that's why we bring on so many different varieties of guests on Elijah fire, even is because I want, I want people to see that, that, yeah, this person might be different. They might be a little out of the, out of maybe the circle of what people normally watch or engage with. But I just want the people to see that, that man, like this is, this is an all hands on deck thing, but like, and he's, he's pouring in his spirit on so many people and that fire that's igniting in so many people uh, from all different walks of life. And I was even thinking about when you're like, Oh, and we're going to see people who are like, who are these people? I'm like, Kelsey, you're, you're one of those people. Like, yeah, totally. You came out of nowhere the past, two years you know like mm-hmm. um and and i'm that's exciting to me you know like and there's been a couple of other people on my show that that have that fit in that category too and yeah um and so yeah it's just i mean oh man we have such exciting times ahead of us i know it's awesome yeah it's just the beginning i see just the beginning of god starting now and I even had a, I had an awesome dream last night, which I don't, I'll tell you what happened, but I don't know the full, you know, how God unpacks as we go to the word and he'll, he'll download more and more and more. But I walked into this room and there was a prophet sitting down who's gone to be with the Lord. And I had this Bible, open the Bible. There was a key in the Bible that I was going to give to him. And he looked at me and he said, next year, the angels are releasing the electric power of God. And then he talked about how homeschool is um, undivided, one nation under God, like a homeschool anointing for a family undivided. And then he talked about like the electric power of God. And so I'm, I'm looking into all that. And I had a dream with an angel nine months ago where an angel came and showed up in my room and electricity was coming out of this angel. And so I know that when electricity touches you, it shocks you. Mm-hmm. It shocks you. So I know that next year God's going to shock us and the angels are being released. And there's something spiritually that's going to be shocking us. And I'm excited for it. I'm still researching all that God's unpacking to me. So I'll have to write like a, a blog on it or do a video on it once God downloads everything. But it's there's exciting times coming. God is moving and he's moving in different ways. And he's been preparing us for something. He's been building us. He's taking people out of hiding. He's accelerating people, pouring out his spirit. He's teaching about the fire and the gifts. So all the body can move in it. Teachers aren't just keeping it for themselves. You know, anything God's taught me, I want to give to every person I teach so they can walk in it too. And my prayer is that the girls even that come to my classes, that God would use them more powerfully than me. God would pour out more gifting, more revelation. Why? Because even the Bible says, listen, a student shares his revelation with his master, with his teacher. 
So they're, they're going to excel in the generation behind us, like Z and, um, and, um, what's the alpha? Is it alpha? Well, the alpha are the, the kids right now. Yeah. I mean, forget yeah. it. They're, they're so prophetic. I mean, it's like my kids' dreams are crazy. Like uh-huh. it's just, God is preparing for something really big. And, and oh, we have yeah. to understand he's refining us right now, but there's something coming big from this refining and from our faith growing because our faith is growing, which means when you have more faith, you see God move more. If you have little faith, little God, big faith, big God, because mm-hmm. that's how God moves by faith. It's the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So we're going to see a huge explosion, I think, of, of faith growing. God's refining us. He's equipping us. He's strengthening us. He's setting us on fire. He's igniting our hearts for first love. He's washing our robes. I mean, there's so many things happening um, spiritually to the body of Christ. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, Kelsey, can you um, just kind of going back to the fire of God? Can you I, I really want. I really want you to pray that over people um, because I know that there's a lot of people who are just like, dude, just, just, just light it, light it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Holy Spirit, come right now. Begin to flood each home right now with your presence. Lord Jesus, let us catch a revelation of your beauty right now. Would you grace us with the beauty of your presence, Jesus? Would you walk into every single room? Would you walk into every heart right now, God, and wreck us again for your beauty, for your glory, for your honor, for your praise, God? Let you be our first priority again, Jesus. Grab our face, grab our eyes, put on the eye salve right now, God, and let our fixed gaze be upon you, Jesus. Father, I'm asking right now that the fire of your presence, God, you're an all-consuming fire. Would you take that fire from who you are, God, and would you begin to release it down to the earth right now? Father, I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would release your fire right now Begin to burn and refine those hungry hearts, God. Begin to burn with first love deep in our hearts again, God. Shake us up. Change us, God. Refine us, God. Lord, let the fire stop at nothing from burning every part of the dross, God. Burn up everything that's impure in our lives, God. We give you permission to come right now, Holy Spirit. And I ask right now that even your fire would begin to touch bodies, Lord. Begin to heal bodies by the fire of your presence. Lord, I thank you that your fire drives out the enemy. Lord, I thank you that your fire reawakens passions for your kingdom. Lord, I thank you that the fire of who you are draws us into your word. Lord, I thank you by your fire we step out in faith. God, I thank you that by your fire, it burns up every cord and every tie of the enemy that's been on our lives right now, that your fire breaks those ties in the name of Jesus. Mm. And Father, I thank you that it's a purifying fire, God, 
that you come and you touch our hearts, you purify our lives, God, that will be consecrated unto you, God. Deal with the sin that's been deep inside of them by your fire, God. Deal with that sin right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come upon these people right now in a powerful way, Lord. Manifest your glory to them in Jesus' name. I see like a young man and you're really struggling and the fire of God wants to touch your life, but the Lord can't touch something that's not being sacrificed. There's things that are held on to. There's worldly things that you're saying, I, I don't want to let this go. I don't want to let this go. And I just hear the Lord saying, if you're let it go, I'll come with my fire. If you'll give it to me, if you'll surrender it to me, the things of the world, if you'll surrender it to me, I'll burn it up. If you let me, I'm knocking at the door. If you let me in, if you open the door of your heart, I'll come in and I'll sup with you. And the Lord wants to sup with you. There's an intimate uh, time with you and the Lord. And so right now, just open your heart and just get on your knees. If that's you, that you'll know by the Spirit of God. And just get on your knees and whatever that is, the, the Holy Spirit will tell you. Just lay it before his feet and say, God, I give it to you because this has been my priority, but I want you to be my priority. Just begin to give it to the Lord and say, Lord, here it is. I want you to be number one. Just get that open heart before him. Open the door to your heart and he'll come in. And so I thank you, King of glory, that you come in. I thank you, Jesus, that you step into many, many hearts today. God, let this message be burned in their hearts when they sleep tonight. God, don't let them go to sleep without thinking of you, without loving you. Lord, don't let them go to sleep tonight without them looking to you as the last thing they do before they fall asleep. Father, I thank you for your presence. And I thank you for all you're doing in the earth. I see you, Lord. I see your hand moving. I see you, God. I see the torches. I see that you're handing them out in this season. We bless you for that, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. We give you all the honor and the glory. Let us run with full strength, Lord, just for you. Let everything we do be for you, Lord. Oh, bless these people listening, God. Bless them and their families. Lord, bless them with health. God, bless them with your presence. Lord, be with them in their hard times. Lord, let them understand the revelation of the gold is the faith and it's being refined in the fire. God, be with them as they walk through the fire. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Kelsey O'Malley. <laughs> um, how thank can you, Lord. AKA Sally O'Malley. Sally O'Malley. Uh, yeah, I'm 50 years old. She's not 50, everybody. Um, uh, <laughs> you're like, she's 50. You look she's great. 50? Yeah. People do that. That don't must the be the glory no. of God. Yeah. Yes. Um, how, so, um, you, do you have a, a class right now that, or um, a Zoom thing that people can get into now, or is that, are they not allowed to right now? I, yeah, I think I have like three more weeks left. But anyone can really join whenever. I'm not, I'm very, Any I'm not woman, like. woman, correction. Yeah, women yeah. can join. Um, even if you're joining really late, like my series of teaching is not in order. 
So it's okay. not like you have to watch the first one. Like our Living in the Spirit series, I kind of did a progression. But with this, I just teach on all different things, like how to hear God's voice. And then one week might be like like this, like the fire of God. And then yeah. one week might be dreams. So they're all really different. So if you want to join as a woman, email me at marriageofthelambministries at gmail.com and I can sign you up. So that'll be really good. And I did want to say this. So there is, for, for those of you, I, I like to read a lot out of the Passion Translation Bible because it just, it, it does, it reignites my passion for mm -hmm. Jesus. And I, I still love Amplified Classic, but um, I love the Passion too. So usually once or twice a year, my, me and my husband will purchase Bibles and we like to send them out to those of you who don't have the Passion Translation and you just don't have the money to get it right now. So we just ordered some. If you don't have the Passion Translation Bible and you really want one, we have these compact Bibles oh. that we've ordered. So we have a hundred of these. So the first hundred people, you can email me. The first hundred women. Or men. Or men. Oh, or men. Yeah, or men. Okay. The first hundred people that email me will will get you a Bible and we'll send you out a Bible. And that way you can have passion to read the word of God, of God again, because I think sometimes even opening a different type of Bible will, because it, it, it reads a little different, um, it will really um, encourage you and fan the flame. So mm -hmm. that's our free gift to you. You don't have to pay for it or anything. It's free. We just want you to fall in love with the word of God. So yeah. first 100 people who email me, we're going to send those out. And her email is in the description, everybody. It is also marriage of the land ministries at gmail.com, right? Yes, yes. Oh, I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I got to say, Kelsey, like, um, your life is a testament to everything that you're 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 talking about and you teach about. And I've noticed a measurable, I mean, you were already like, fiery, but there's this depth and this richness that has every single time I'm, I'm with you, I, I notice it more and more. And it's just a testament to you being in that spending time in the secret place. And, and it's, it's something that marks you. Um, and so I just wanted to, um, you know, like you're such a blessing to everybody Aww. and, uh, thank you for setting such a great example of what it means to, to pursue to pursue the Lord, to be surrendered to him, to yield to him. Um, so yeah, great job. Aww, thank you. Yeah. Same to you. You do such a good job. Oh, you know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's the, it's the grace of God. Yeah. He's so good. It absolutely is. Yes. He is so good. So, um, and then also you're on Facebook and YouTube as well. Yep. So go follow her, everybody. If you're not, what are you doing? What, what, What's it all been about if you're not following Kelsey on <laughs> Facebook and subscribe to her YouTube? Come on now. So Kelsey, thank you so much. This was great. Oh, you're so welcome. It's an honor yeah. to be here. I love you guys. Yeah. You're like well, we, family. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody have a great Wednesday. Uh, we are going to be back on Friday with another turbocharged episode of the Kitchen Table Kingdom series about parenting. And it's great. If you are a parent, if you're a grandparent, uh, if you're not a parent and you want to be one someday, or if you don't, we're talking so much about identity and knowing your identity. It's so, like, I'm getting so much, out. I'm not a parent, but I'm getting so much out of this. 
so and my sister is hosting that because I wanted to make sure, you know, we got a parent asking the right questions. Um, and, and so Harmony and her are just doing an amazing job. I can't wait for part three. So tune in on Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. You guys are not going to want to miss that. And we'll see you then. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.